Hello again, everybody. Thank you for listening. It's time once again to stew on this. I'm Stu Bittman, and this one's called Lessons from a Vegetable Steamer. Uh, Well, as Hillary would say, merry, happy everything. I hope this pre-holiday season has been peaceful and joyful for you so far. The holidays being upon us remind me of the very first Christmas uh, that my daughter Ari was old enough to at least somewhat appreciate when she was able to open presents by herself for the first time. And I remember she'd ooh and ah and play with the toy or look at the book or whatever it was for a minute or so or two. And then she'd end up playing with the bows and the ribbons and the boxes for much longer than that. And then later that day, she spent an hour or so on the kitchen floor playing with an old collapsible vegetable steamer thing we had, exploring dozens of different games she could invent with it, trying it on as a hat. She might be going to this day if she hadn't also discovered that it could pinch her finger, and that pretty much took care of that. Well, it strikes me that you and I would look at the steamer and declare, duh, that's for steaming vegetables. And indeed, we wouldn't be wrong, but we'd potentially be missing out on other possibilities. And it strikes me that I have done that with many, many, many things, including people. I've labeled them, categorized them, and given them one meaning. And then I thought I knew all there was to know about these things and people. Well, as Mark Twain said, it ain't what we don't know that gets us in trouble, It's what we know for sure that just ain't so. And in this case, what we think we know for sure represents only one possibility in a vast ocean of what could be so. No, we we may not want to sit on the kitchen floor playing with a vegetable steamer for an hour, but how much of the bigness and beauty of life, how much of the awe and delight and wonder of life are we missing out on? We don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. In other words, we see things based on our own perceptions, on our own filters, on the meaning that we have ascribed to things. And if I'm locked into one meaning to everything I see, it's guaranteed that I'm not seeing things in their totality or in their wholeness. Our brains are really good at knowing things in this limited way. In fact, They seem to absolutely crave knowing things by labeling them. They have this need to know about things rather than really knowing them at their depth and in their wholeness. We came by this honestly and with good intentions. It's what our brains do. It's what they do best. We all want the feeling of certainty, of things being predictable and making sense so we can feel okay and safe, and our brains do their best to ensure this. But life works in mysterious ways. It's a big surprise party. It's far from predictable. And often, it doesn't seem to make any sense at all. So basing our level of certainty on what our brains know is a very fragile thing at best. It's interesting that in several Native American languages, the word for God is commonly translated as the Great Spirit, but it's more accurately translated as the great mystery. Embracing the great mystery does not erode our certainty in life. It reminds us of the unlimited possibilities and potential of life. It reminds us of the unlimited possibilities in every moment, 
of the unlimited possibilities in ourselves. That's a lot to base certainty on. In Buddhism, embracing the great mystery is known as beginner's mind. Zen master Suzuki said, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. Yes. The most important things in life can't be known by labeling them. Certainly, we can't know everything about universal intelligence or innate intelligence. We, we certainly can't know everything about love or about anything that's infinite and eternal with our finite minds. But we can still know these things as something we feel and experience and express. We lose part of that every time we label it or try to figure it out. And we lose out on much of the awe and wonder that young children seem to view life with. So whenever we let go of needing to know about life, we can open to the magic and mystery of life. We can make a lot more room for delight and magic and joy and all that other yummy stuff. And we make a lot more room for love. I've been on a bunch of chiropractic mission trips, and the most magical thing about these trips is the power of not knowing I didn't speak the same language as the people in Panama or Costa Rica, so I couldn't know what their personality was or what their problems were or what, what their opinions were, or I couldn't know even the results of what happened when I worked with them. And that beautiful combination allowed me to serve from pure love and to experience pure love. I have rarely experienced more love or connection with people than on those trips. So my mantra in practice when I came back was, the less I know, the better. Because the more I knew about people's problems and personalities and results and opinions and all that kind of stuff that didn't really matter, the more likely it was that I'd get in the way of love with my own agendas and expectations and judgments and attachments. So my first strategy when I got back was to hang out with my mother-in-law, have her teach me Yiddish so I could speak a different language and not be tempted to know any of those things. And I realized that wasn't going to work because I would still understand their English. So instead of speaking a different language than my patients, I started seeing them differently. I began shifting my focus and attention to what was right about them rather than on all that other stuff. I started seeing them as already healed, already whole, already perfect and complete. I started focusing on innate, on the great mystery within them, the unlimited possibilities within them, the unlimited healing ability within them, and the love within them. Prior to this, not knowing something felt horrible. When a patient would ask me a question, it was nearly impossible to say, I don't know. But with this shift toward not knowing, I realized that the only, the only honest answer to any question about them was, I don't know. Especially compared to what their innate intelligence knew about them. And I found there was something very true and very freeing about saying, I don't know. So by the time my chiropractic career ended, I often was answering questions with, I don't know, even if it was 
even if I was pretty sure I knew. Well, I didn't quite get to the level of not knowing I experienced in Panama, but each and every step brought me closer to embracing the great mystery and to all the freedom and certainty that brings. So let's try not knowing on for size a little more. It's a huge key in being a, a certain and strong and loving beacon of light in this world that we all want to be. Let's embrace more of the magic and mystery. I don't know about you, but I enjoy reading mysteries. And when I find out who done it, there is a momentary satisfaction, and then there's a huge letdown. Because before that, I was curious. I was eagerly paying attention. If you asked me what I thought of the book, I probably would say something like, I couldn't put it down. Well, more of our moments can be like a book we can't put down. When we really pay attention, when we really look deeply at what is, with curiosity and with awe and wonder, then what before seemed mundane, even a collapsible vegetable steamer, comes to life. And so do we. Folks, since much of what's going to happen in life is guesswork, and we really don't know, we can choose to focus instead on what we know for sure that is so. That in every moment, love, joy, and abundance is so. Magic, mystery, and beauty is so. And you and I are that. We are love, joy, and abundance. We are magic, mystery, and beauty. This mystery, this life, isn't a problem to be solved. It's an experience of love to be created, to be shared, to be expressed, and to be celebrated. Yes, stew on that. I'll see you next week.